The year is 2022 and the streaming crisis has begun. Too many services to choose just one. Two brave souls have stepped to the forefront to bring you recaps of horror movies from the old times. Step into our theater for some audience favorites, some B-horror recaps, and maybe even some movies you never even knew existed. This is the Beauty and Dickeast Podcast. folks do beauty and the geese <laughs> bonus episode days of christmas 7 through 12 which yeah. uh because we were lazy and didn't decide to do this until the last minute you're getting you got days one through six already with the giant piece of shit elves so this is seven through twelve maybe next year We'll plan it out far enough so we can actually record 12 bonus episodes for the 12 days of Christmas. But uh, <laughs> for now, you're stuck with just two. Yeah, you get uh, you get two surprises in your stocking. Last one was a lump of coal. Uh, this one, this time we were watching, I thought the title was Merry Christmas. It's actually not it. It's crossed out. It's a uh, Christmas Evil. Christmas Evil, also on Tubi. Yes, our uh, hopeful one-day sponsorship with Tubi will definitely uh, come into play here. But uh, overall, yeah, this movie was, uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It was was certainly better than Elves. You can't get much worse. I mean, I would put Elves probably as the second worst movie that we've watched over this past year. Uh, what would you have worse? Bigfoot's Bride. Yeah, that's probably accurate. Without without a good memory, being able to, you know, Bigfoot's Bride is worse than Elves, and Elves is terrible. Yes. So, uh, I guess we'll do it. Oh, did I have my thing up? I closed my IMDb with the description. But let's do it. A, uh, uh, a toy factory worker, mentally scarred as a child upon learning that Santa Claus is not real, suffers a nervous breakdown after being belittled at work and embarks on a Yuletide killing spree. <laughs> That's quite the uh, dress up for from IMDb. Here's what Rotten Tomatoes has for the <laughs> for for the description eavesdropping on mother turns a boy into a killer who roams the streets dressed as santa claus (laughs) and this is directed by uh lewis jackson i looked at his credits he directed three films 
Christmas Evil, uh, The Transformation, A Sandwich of Nightmares. That's the subtitle, which <laughs> I just read the description on Transformation, A Sandwich of Nightmares. Uh, this guy's into weird stuff. No, novice Baxter falls in love with exotic singer Michelle, who turns out to be the high priestess of a cult he's investigating. I mean, that's pretty much it. Sounds like debtor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> quite the... They, they didn't show anything else on Rotten Tomatoes as far as uh, what was being... Uh, directed by Lewis Jackson, but it was also written by Lewis Jackson, released November 7th of 1980, and it showed. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is a, a obvious 80s style, low-budget horror. Right. Yes. It's, it's uh, for whatever reason, that's still appealing to me. I like the, the, the shitty film quality, <laughs> the the special effects, especially the blood, could have been better. But uh, I don't know why. I like I like an '80s style horror movie still to this day. A lot of it, I, I think, a lot of it just has to do with originality. No, even yeah, it, it, you know, I mean, like there weren't a ton of it. It, it when this would have come out, the only real, the only slasher movie that would have been out, I guess, you know, like series wise, would have been the Halloween series, which wasn't even actually meant to be a slasher series. Um, I guess, I mean, if you want to count the Psycho movies as well, but I don't know, I don't think the the second one didn't come out immediately. The second one might have come out a long time after the original, so. Like there wasn't even a whole lot of of I guess real horror movies at that point. Correct. Yeah. They, yeah. I think there was still plenty of originality then. This this one's quite original. Uh, I guess we can dive in because it's starting with the beginning. Is uh, it's quite an interesting beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is. Uh, oh wait. First spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, not just for the movie, but for any children who may be listening. Um, some pretty devastating news right off the back or right off the bat in this movie. They've got some uh, their brothers. They're watching Santa put presents under a tree. Uh, the, the, the kids go, you know, they're up in their bedroom arguing if it's uh, Santa or daddy. Brother Phil is like, no, Santa's not real. It's daddy. So, uh. Brother Harry goes to investigate. <laughs> See? They, yeah, they they the movie opens up with them sitting on the stairs with their mother. Yes, watching Santa Claus come out out of the chimney and put presents under the tree, and then magically locks eyes and touches his nose with, you know, so he can go back up the chimney. And they go back up to the top of they go back to bed. And yeah, they all just begin to argue whether Santa was real or whether it was their dad. And uh, Harry decides he's going to go take a look and uh, figures out that, well, let's just say that there was uh, somebody was kissing mom. Mommy wasn't kissing Santa Claus. Somebody was kissing mommy. Yeah. Next to Santa the Christmas tree. Yeah. Santa's about ready to go uh, 
muff diving they probably called it in the 80s <laughs> like he's like kneeling in front of his wife hiking up her skirt just i mean it's not uh it's not vulgar or anything but he's he's just sticking his face up in there while uh, while harry watches <laughs> and uh uh harry it, stares at that for a moment he's a bit traumatized Runs it, upstairs, like grabs his snow globe and smashes it. His world has been shattered. Yeah, yeah. Like the snow globe, grabs a shard of glass, cuts himself on the hand, like ble- bleeds on the, the the remnants of the shattered snow globe. Roll opening credits. So that's how that's how we begin Merry uh, Christmas Evil. I mean. I can understand being traumatized by what he saw, but it wasn't the fact that he saw his parents pretty much getting it on that traumatized him. It was finding out that Santa Claus wasn't real. Yeah. Yep. It was. And that's uh, just so everybody knows. That's really the theme of this entire movie, folks, is uh, the trauma suffered uh, by Harry. After figuring out that Santa is not real. So, yes. Uh, so, they did say, yeah, at the beginning it was 1947. When when he was a young child and found out that Santa Claus wasn't real. So, now we flash forward after the opening credits uh, and to 1980 when this movie was released. Yeah, he- Harry's an adult now. It's uh, Christmas time again. He's excited. He's uh, he, he's got like Christmas decorations everywhere all over his house. But uh, he also does have uh, the occasional flashback of of Santa eating his mother's fruitcake. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's traumatized by that. It like in his uh, I, I forget if it's a house or an apartment building. But then they cut to him spying on children from a adjacent rooftop like kids in his neighborhood and he's uh, he's making a naughty list which gave me flashbacks of the trauma we suffered after watching elves but uh, man <laughs> that was that was i think even more creepy because he's ta- yeah he's talking to him he's muttering to himself about the descriptions about these kids that's just spying on them with binoculars or a telescope or something through their windows as they're like laying in bed. Like this guy was a complete perv. And, you know, like the little girl's playing with her doll and he's like, oh, well, you know, as Santa Claus, he'll get her a doll. And he's like, oh, the yeah, other, he's like, oh, yeah, the other she's, kid, a, she's a good little girl. <laughs> and, and then the last kid was at Moss. Uh, it was Moss, Moss Garcia. Yeah, he's he's just sitting in his bed, looking through, cutting pictures out of a penthouse magazine. <laughs> yep, yep. So he he like loses his shit, man. Harry Harry loses his shit. Like rushes home, adds Moss. Well, he's he's already got like a case file on Moss Garcia in the naughty book. I forget one of them was like poor personal hygiene, like throws yeah, rocks bo- at poor- dogs. Poor body hygiene. Yes, throws rocks at dogs. Adds uh, that he's a pervert. I forget exactly what he put for for writing for looking at a penthouse. <laughs> I don't. I 
don't remember what he wrote down exactly either, other than the poor, poor body hygiene. But he's got all the kids. He's got his like good child book and his naughty child book, and you know he adds uh, the little like the little girl's a good little girl. He, he adds you know plays with dolls nicely or something. So yeah, he's he's already he's already a bit. Uh, he's got some screws loose, as you can tell. But he works in a toy factory, and he's a he's the. He's one of the newly uh, appointed managers in in this toy factory that he works at. So uh, he is talking about how he misses working on the assembly line, and his buddy Frank doesn't want to work on Christmas Eve. Well, I guess I don't know exactly what day it was, or whatever. But Frank didn't want to work, so he called and said, "Oh, well, we'll do you know, we'll do each other a favor." He's like, "Because I don't want to work." So you can take my shift, and that'll get you back by the toys, because you say you always miss it. And Frank also said he, he wants he wants to leave early so he can go on vacation with his wife. Is what he's claiming. Yeah, I don't know who wants to go on vacation with their wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, Frank says that, but he clearly doesn't. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, I mean, I I guess I can't really make that claim since I don't have a wife, but. Sure. Uh, you know, just the way the way that Frank makes it sound, it doesn't seem like that's exactly what is number one. He probably wants to go fishing with his friends, not go on vacation with his wife. But he he does he talks he talks Harry into like taking a shift for him, and it's just like boring assembly line work. He's shoving like lightning bolt swords into to toy soldiers' hands all night long. And then uh, gets off work. He's walking home. Uh, sees sees his buddy Frank at the bar. Hears him saying, you know, talking about how stupid Harry is. He can't believe he, you know, Harry fell for it and worked a shift for him. Which uh, Harry uh, Harry's already got a shitty life. This kind of starts to push him over the edge. Yep. And he goes, I don't know why, like. <laughs> So to deal with that, he like goes and starts peeking in his uh, brother's window, sees his brother's kids, his brother and his wife uh, start. I just about <laughs> ready to get it on on the couch with like their kids in the next room, which uh, only triggers Harry more. Just reminds him of uh, dear old dad. <laughs> dear old dad as a child muff diving, and uh, Harry goes home. He's he's Christmas is coming up soon. He's supposed to go to his brother's house. Uh, he calls up his brother, says he can't do it. You know, he's got others, pl- other plans. Uh, brother this, Phil. This is yeah. When they're when they're doing that, that's this is for Thanksgiving because they're watching the Macy's Day Parade. Oh, yeah, and that's they're right. going over for Thanksgiving dinner. And he says he can't make it because he's got other plans. He's tied up at work. He can't can't do it. And then he's tied up because he's making himself a little Santa Claus suit. Yeah, he starts sewing his own suit. <laughs> he sews his own suit from scratch. He like rips apart like a a mink fur coat or something to to add a fur lining to his suit, and it's uh, it's pretty messed up. Again, he's got like uh, Christmas dolls and, and stuff hanging hanging all over the place. It's got a ton of yeah. He's got like a whole army of nutcrackers and like this, yeah. This guy is absolutely obsessed with Christmas. 
Yeah. So That's uh, can we can we stop for a minute though too and talk about how shitty of a factory they work in? I mean, the the factory that they work in is called the Dream Factory. It's a toy factory that makes shitty toys. He spent his entire night working for Frank putting riders onto motorcycles. Like they're pretty toy bad motorcycles. Toys. But he 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 brought that up earlier. He was talking to his coworkers about how disappointed he is they don't make like high quality toys anymore. And the coworkers don't give a shit because they're just, you know, they're they're, they're beer drinking the factory guys. Yeah, yeah. They, they're just talking about getting their raises and this and that and blah blah blah. And and uh, because Harry's obsessed with Christmas, he wishes they made better quality toys. But and and at the end of the shift, like everything just stops. There's no, yeah. you know, like no cutoff of production or anything. It just just the entire place just stops and they just have and it is shitty it's like a garage with like two conveyor belts that send like uh single colored crappy plastic you know uh, dump trucks and motorcycles and then he, yeah he adds a component to the toy he adds he, the rider to it yeah and and that and that's it and then puts it back on the belt yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yes he makes a santa claus suit uh, he goes, I believe, now at this point, they have, they're, he's at the work Christmas party. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. And they're, you know, somewhat socializing. And I, I forget who he's talking to Ben about something. Ben's comments about how, you know, he took Frank's shift and all that. And he talks to, he tells Ben, that he's he's writing his tune, he's getting all the right notes for it, and everybody's gonna love it, and everybody's gonna dance to it. And uh, <laughs> very ben weird is, cryptic for a guy who's losing it. <laughs> ben, yeah, Ben is just like, What the fuck are you talking about, Harry? And at that point, was it Frank and the other guy, the young hotshot guy that they're bringing onto the management team? Uh, show up and start talking to them, and they're talking about how um, they're looking at production numbers and all that. And uh, this young production guy is, is coming up with all these different metrics that they need to follow. Well, and then there's the uh, they've got the video playing where the like the I don't know if it's the boss or the owner is uh, they saying they want to donate toys to like sick kids at the hospital. And they want the they want the employees to to donate money. They want the employees to pay for it, basically. And uh, this rubs Harry the wrong way. I think it's yeah. That that's yeah. what it was. That that's what it was. Yeah. Which I can understand that. That always, that always pissed me at work, off at work. We had a uh, annual request from the boss at multiple jobs I've had to donate to the United Way, and I'm thinking, dude, I'm a <laughs> like I'm a low paid grunt man i don't make enough money as is you're rich why are you asking me to to donate to these causes man you just you make like seven times more than i make right so i i see getting upset by that but that that didn't seem to upset him as much as like uh he didn't know how many the boss didn't know how many kids there were at the hospital and how many toys they needed yeah if if the every kid that was at this hospital was going to get 
a toy or not. And he's like, well, the factory can't cover everything. They, they want you guys to, they want the employees to help chip in too. And yeah, that kind of sets Harry off a little bit. Yeah, he's obsessed with uh, the magic, the magical feeling of Christmas that nobody else seems to appreciate but him. So, uh, so what's he do? He, uh, he leaves the party, goes down to the, uh, the factory floor, the assembly line fo- floor, like starts se- stealing all the shitty dump trucks. <laughs> <laughs> Grabs big sacks, throws them into sacks, so he's already got the, uh, the Santa spirit. He's got, um, yeah, he's got three large sacks of toys that he leaves with. Yeah, crappy toys. Then he goes, takes those, uh, goes home, like glues glues a beard to his face and just starts giggling, like laughing madly, almost like a Joker-style laugh. Like he's clearly losing it, but also like very, very excited. Like he's tugging at the beard, it won't come off. So I think he just sees himself uh, transitioning into Santa and is very happy about it. And then it's uh, then it's on to on to Christmas Eve. Harry Harry's got his his beard glued on. He dons his homemade Santa suit. He he paints. He's got a van. He paints like a sleigh on the side of his van with shitty house paint. Like, yeah. I, it's not even good, you know, it's not even good airbrush work or anything like that. It's just yeah, just painted on. Which actually the quality of it of the actual artwork wasn't all that bad. Oh. It's his, uh, it's his homemade sleigh. It's a, uh, yeah, one of those big boxy vans, and he just paints a sleigh on the side of it and dresses up as Santa. And then he's out to, uh, I think he thinks he's out to do some good. It, uh, it goes awry pretty quickly. Although you know what, you know what they never followed up on, or maybe they did. Like he leaves, he leaves a present for Moss Garcia, who's the bad kid in town, which I kind of thought would be like. At worst, like a, a, a bomb or a trap of some sort. At best, like a lump of coal. But he never opens it. We did. We did miss the part where he's hiding in the bushes for at outside Mas Garcia's house. Oh yeah, we too. did. Oh yeah, we did. And it, yeah, and what triggered that? Because he's at somebody's walking down the street, and he says hi to like the neighborhood kids. And they'd start saying like what they want if they had a wish or something. Yeah, and, as he, yeah, as he's dressed as Santa Claus, and yeah, yes. And my, all the you know the kids want normal stuff. And then Moss Garcia is like, I want a subscription to Penthouse. <laughs> I want an unlimited supply of Penthouse magazines. Yeah, yeah, and of course that sets him off because he's a naughty little boy. So yeah, yeah, so yeah, and then later on he's spying on Moss Garcia, who is a naughty boy. He doesn't listen to mom. He, like, trashes the place. Uh, and then they bu- go outside the house to a uh, mom and Moss go outside to get in the car to go somewhere. And uh, Harry's watching from the bushes, and Moss kind of catches a glimpse of him, goes to investigate. Harry takes a swipe at the kid who, 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 who takes off running, says, Mom, there's a monster in the bushes. And Moss's mom is sick of his shit, so just like slaps him across the face. She smacked the shit out of him. Yeah. So uh, Harry got a little revenge there, but they never they never follow up on the pre- follow up on the present he leaves for him. No, they didn't. 
Although there is, I did a little research. There's a uh, extended edition of this, like extended edition director's cut. It oh, this boy. must be a bit of a cult favorite because it it goes for like fifty bucks online. Wow. All maybe right. maybe in the extended edition, Moss opens it up and it's like a pile of shit or something. <laughs> a literal, just a, just a drawing of a middle finger. Yeah. Because I wanted, I don't know, I wanted some follow up there. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, he's a uh, uh, he. Uh, Harry's dressed as Santa. He's uh, he he thinks he's rewarding the good kids and punishing the bad kids. He heads to the hospital uh, to deliver the toys to sick kids, but uh, it's late. Security guy won't just let him in. Um, security guy has to go clear it, and and Harry just starts shouting like. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, and the the staff hears him. The kids hear him. They all they run outside. It's snowing. He gives them presents. It's a it's a brief nice moment in this. Like I think that's I think that's his ultimate goal in being Santa is just to reward children and and make them believe in miracles again. I would agree. And then there's the miracles of the assholes. Yeah, yeah. Immediately after that, he ends up at like uh, outside of church, <laughs> outside of Christmas Eve mass or whatever. Uh, where is it? Uh, is this is this boss and the new hotshot guy, right? Uh, there's a bunch of people. That, yeah, but that that's not who um, approaches him. Like he's he's upset with those guys that are there. But yeah. There's a there's other yuppies that show up and start getting in his face and uh, he's got he oh we we did also forget that where he forged a weapon out of a nutcracker in his uh, in, in his <laughs> how in his kitchen right like like old school blacksmith style like he melted down uh, aluminum or tin or something and yeah like pours it into a mold and cracks it open. <laughs> Like, it's really interesting. See, I wish I I told you before, I, I liked the premise of this. I felt like they did a lot of things wrong. Like, like he should have forged like this, the, the, the spiky lightning bolt kind of weapon that that he was uh, he was equipping to the toys that one night on the assembly line. Like, I felt like he should have made a real one of that. And that would have just kind of brought that back around nicely, but no, he just he makes a nutcracker, and with an actual pointy, sharp sword. <laughs> yeah, and so as the as the people get out of church and they're kind of mocking him, he just uh, he stabs one of them and and takes like a hatchet to to a few other guys nearby. <laughs> yep, three people end up dead outside of the church. Yeah, yep, beaten on the steps by. By Santa Claus, <laughs> and they, uh, I mean that that causes a, a freak out, of course. Um, gets all over the news. Uh, he, but of course, you know, so there's Santas everywhere this time of year, so he's he's got he's got some time to get away with things. But uh, he goes to, uh, I think it's just the neighborhood Christmas party after that, right? Are these the young kids from the neighborhood? I couldn't quite tell. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, it's like the whole neighborhood rented an event room 
which is weird in itself that a neighborhood would have a Christmas party. But that's what's going on. Uh, they don't recognize its neighborhood guy, Harry, because he's, you know, Santa at this point, and they're kind of drunk. But uh, again, he has a good time. He starts dancing. You know, he's he's playing with the kids. Uh, he's doing the polka with uh, the Kenosha kickers. Yes, yes. And eventually he's like, okay, it's uh, time time for Santa to go. But then he gets real cryptic and crazy again. You know, he's like, uh, you know, be good, kids. Listen to your parents. Listen to your teachers. And I'll make sure you get good presents every year. But if you're bad, I'll bring you something horrible. And they all just stare at him like, <laughs> what's going on here he's like ho 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 and then just leaves <laughs> jumps through the window out the, on the way out no he really didn't he just left yep he just left so uh i mean there was a bit of a positive encounter again but uh you can see you can see the doom coming you know next oh yeah next i think he goes is that when he goes to his co-worker's house frank's house Yes. Yeah, he he's go yeah, he goes to Frank's house. He tries to he gets the ladder out, climbs up on the roof, tries to go to scale down the chimney, but he's too big to fit down the chimney. So he has to try to maneuver him his lower half of his body out back out of the chimney. He climbs back down to to street level. And is frustrated, and he's going to leave, but then he realizes as he's walking back towards his van, after he left the ladder there, uh, that there there's some basement windows. So he, uh, of course, uh, to make sure that he noticed the basement windows, they put on, like, the Metal Gear solid, like, alert sign where they he got the, got the attention of the guards there. Yep. And uh, opens up the basement window goes upstairs uh is leaving presents for the kids goes into frank's room uh and decides that he's going to smother frank as (laughs) as he's sleeping in bed next to his wife it's just basically says oh you done screwed up frank and uh puts the pillow over his or puts it puts his Toy sack. Yeah, it's a it's sack of toys he's attempting to smother him with, which and, is absurd. It it absolutely is. And Frank is struggling, and the wife the wife must be like some sort of uh, drunk or something like that because she did not wake up the entire time that he was struggling with being smothered. And uh, eventually, Harry decides that the. Uh, the, the smothering isn't working fast enough, so he grabs the star off the top of the tree next to him and uh, takes the, the sack off of, off of his face. Frank sits up, slashes his throat. He falls over onto his wife, which <laughs> then she wakes up as he's bleeding all over her. Yeah, and she's, uh, she's like stunned. She's stunned for a moment, and Santa's like, I better get out of here. He rushes out. Meanwhile, the kids have woken up, they come out and get a peek at Santa. And again, he loves, I mean, he loves the kids. He gives them like a little smile. The kids give him a a, a smile back. And then uh, eventually the wife, I think, collects herself enough to to scream, 
and Santa gets the hell out of here. <laughs> oh, man, the whole breakdown of that is just terrible, but just everything with that scene was bad. <laughs> yeah, trying to, yeah, trying to uh, smother him with a bag of a sack of presidents, presents, well, like he's writhing wildly on the bed and the wife just doesn't yeah. notice whatsoever. Yeah, and then pulling the pointy star from the top and slashing his throat. It was it was interesting to say the least. So, as Harry is driving wildly away from the uh the scene of the of Harry of Frank's murder, he ends up uh sliding his van into a snowbank and can't get it unstuck from there, so now he's stuck walking. And uh, as he's, well, th- this is after, too, um, his brother sees everything going on about the whole Santa Claus thing and uh, knows that it's, you know, he just has, he just has the feeling that, that Harry is the one behind this and uh, kind of has an argument with his wife about how um, they are not, uh, Harry is not well, and his brother knows that, and his wife thinks that it's all his brother's fault. And then they cut to the police station where they're ha- they're bringing up Santas in a lineup to try to get them to <laughs> say things like "Merry Christmas" and to, to they're arrest they're detaining Santa Claus. Santa Claus characters uh, to determine who is the what, and they don't have anybody that's behind it. They don't know what's going on. So as Harry is, seems to be walking back to his house, I believe this is where he runs into another group of kids. And I don't know if the, I think it's the neighborhood kids again. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And uh... <laughs> they, yeah, and they rush to surround him and give Santa a great big hug. <laughs> but uh, the, the parents are right behind him and the parents of all, they, you know, they're all up in the news now. They've seen the news reports that there's a murdering Santa near, you know, in town. But, uh, you know, the kids have gotten to Santa before the parents can warn them. So the parents are like, what, what do we do? You know, it could be him. <laughs> so what do you do in that situation? Pull out a switchblade and try to yeah. knife fight with Santa. Yeah. One one dad just walks around on Christmas with a switchblade. <laughs> but uh the kids the kids side with Santa. Like the kids, you know, pull in tighter to Santa. You're like, don't don't hurt him, Daddy. One kid even or one little girl might be the one Harry's obsessed with. I didn't quite track her, but like she rushes, you know, don't attack Santa, Daddy. She kind of like attacks her dad. He drops the knife. The girl grabs the switchblade, uh, gives it to Santa. I, re- <laughs> I got to admit right here, I really wanted Santa to like then stab the dad. <laughs> I thought that that's what was going to happen. Yeah, I really wanted that to happen. I wanted it to then stab the dad, like then traumatizing the little girl. But uh, there's a brief scuffle. Santa gets away, just kind of runs for it. Then the, the parents... The parents somehow uh, grab 40, 40 torches, light them up, 
and they just start hunting Santa in the street. Not only do they carry switchblades on Christmas, they carry torches. <laughs> yeah. Because these are that, these are that was these are, instant. Yeah, instant. And they're like old school torches, like not the kind of not tiki torches you buy. It's like a stick where you tie a rag around the end, uh, douse it in something flammable and light it up. And then they chase Santa. <laughs> they chase Santa with flaming torches through the streets. They were it's like they were chasing after Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, basically. You don't uh don't mess with people's kids, I guess. And they, but, he, but he didn't, I mean, after he got in the scuffle with, with Dad, though, too, after he was given the switchblade, like, after he knocked Dad to the ground, he just, like, tossed the switchblade in the air, threw it on the ground, and ran away. So he yeah. had no intention of hurting any of those people. No. No, he didn't. Which, again, like I said, I kind of wanted him to, but... uh, Yeah, he, he managed... There's a bit of a hide-and-seek between the parents with torches and Santa, uh, eventually he gets to his sleigh van, sleigh mobile. I don't know what you call it. Uh, he he manages to get out of the snowbank, peels out of there, heads. Uh, I, I think he senses the end is near. The end is nigh. The jig is up. Cruises to his brother's place. You know, knocks on his brother's door. His brother. <laughs> Sees him dressed as Santa. Yeah, his suspicions are confirmed at that point that, oh, my God, it's my crazy brother, Harry. He's the murdering Santa around town. Um, Harry? Harry seems kind of dumbfounded that his brilliant plan didn't work. Right? He's like, <laughs> you know, they, they, didn't, they didn't like my music. They didn't, they didn't dance to my song. You were right. You were right, brother. I am, uh, I am a screw-up. I do everything wrong. Though he kind of blames it on Phil, his brother Phil, for like that moment when they were a kid when uh, Phil didn't believe in Santa. Harry still kind of thinks this caused all his problems. Yeah. And I forget what, what else they, they are. They argue a little bit more and eventually uh <laughs> Harry Harry runs back to his van, peels out. Phil chases him down the street. Um, I mean, Phil is like, or not? Yeah, Phil is kind of your your typical like argumentative husband because all he does is yell at his wife the entire time. Yep. Because I mean, I guess he can't he can't be he can't question. Don't question Phil. Yeah, his wife just wants to have like a nice Christmas, so she's we. In a bit in the setup, there was a bit of her saying, you know, just be nice to Harry. Don't nag Harry for being a screw up. And Phil's really sick of his brother, Harry. And it, yeah, it comes to a head here. The parents, they're, they're, they're chasing him with torches. Uh, he gets, Harry gets into a car accident, but Phil falls down. <laughs> yeah, just falls down a ravine while like chasing after the van. <laughs> I don't know. Too much, too much uh, drunk on eggnog. There, well, I guess there was the part too where he goes back. Where I think it was before he went to Phil's house, but where Harry goes back to the factory and starts up all the assembly lines and just watches all the toys fall off of the assembly line, and then he goes to Phil's house and, and everything goes up. 
Phil is chasing him, trying to get him to to stop so he can, you know, be, I guess, so he can call the police to get to have them help out Harry, arrest Harry, kill Harry, whatever, whatever is in Phil's mind. But Harry needs to be dealt with. The parents have their their pitchforks all chasing him. Harry's driving over a bridge. He kind of peels out, spins out. Goes through the side of the bridge and the van just keeps going. And <laughs> now we've gone from Christmas Evil to uh, ET phone home because his uh, his van just continues to float on the air. And uh, yeah, at that point he starts talking about the reindeer and the van just zips out of sight. Yeah, he's doing the old uh, "Merry Christmas to all" and "To all a good night," and and you don't know if uh, if the magic finally happened or if it's all in his head and he just plunged to his death because uh, they roll credits at that point. End of Christmas evil. It really wasn't that evil. Yeah, I wanted more evil. Like I said, I wanted him to maybe stab some parents with a switchblade. I want him to like put a bomb in Moss Garcia's present. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm that. Maybe I'm the crazy one here too. But I wanted more evil. Yeah, it, it really, it really wasn't all that evil. I mean, I, I will say it was a hundred times better than elves. But yeah. <laughs> still wasn't very good. I I half liked it. I mentioned this before we started recording. I like the premise. It's it reminded me of a Christmas version version of Falling Down that they didn't do very well. But I yeah. I I could get be I could really get behind a well done Christmas version of Falling Down. And if people haven't seen Falling Down, they should. I that's I love that movie. I like the I like the guy just fed up with the shit in society and kind of snapping and he's a bit of an anti-hero and I it it this movie skated that line and I wish they had just dove right in I wish they had stuck the landing a little bit better yeah yep I would love uh, a modern remake of Christmas Evil <laughs> <laughs> we can add that to the agenda yeah Right, because yeah, because some of the stuff hit home with me. Right, like the 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 part where he's at the work Christmas party and the boss is telling all the employees to donate. You know, like that's the kind of shit that <laughs> most most working wage slaves out there just can't stand. Yeah, but well, yeah, it was uh, it was certainly better than elves. It was. Uh, I, I I enjoyed a lot of it. Some parts were absurd and ridiculous. Yes, there was definitely some. I mean, and it's 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 a movie. It's, it's supposed to have parts that are absurd and ridiculous. There's nothing wrong with having parts that are absurd and ridiculous. Yeah, if it, if it wasn't forty five dollars, I'd watch the extended edition. I want to know what what Moss Garcia got in his present. I would I would like to know as well. So, but like I said, next year 
we will organize a little better and maybe record a couple every, you know, record a couple starting in the fall so that way we could have 12 different Christmas. So we can have the, the 12 days of Christmas. <laughs> yeah, if we do one a month and then save them up for Christmas, that's well, we can, easy. We can record them and you can schedule them in advance. Right. <laughs> Well, this one, uh, it was like a 5.5 on IMDb, I think. Yeah, 5.5 on IMDb, which is, that's close to as high as horror movies get on IMDb. I think they max out at like six. (laughs) So, So, I'm looking at the Rotten Tomatoes page for it here. The critics score is 75%. Holy shit. It's on eight reviews, but still. But the audience score is 33%. <laughs> well, I'm looking at a breakdown. I'm looking at a breakdown of uh, ratings on IMDb. And the, the, the number one is uh, giving it a 10 out of 10. That has the most votes out of anything. So I think there's probably a large cult following for this, I would bet. This seems like that kind of movie. Yeah. And there's a lot. It's got, man, it's got 7,500 votes on IMDb, which is, that's, I mean, that's a lot for an old, obscure movie. Like, people just, they must watch this like they like some, uh, some other cult classic horror films. Well, here's here's a here's a little note about it too from Dennis Schwartz of Dennis Schwartz Movie Reviews. The film is noted for starting a subgenre of the Jolly Saint Nick as a psycho slasher killer. So that that's on uh, that's on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, so this one from Daily Grindhouse from Stephanie Crawford, a Daily Grindhouse, does not make sense to me here. This is her, she she gives it a she gives it a fresh review, but it does not. Uh, there's no real question that Christmas Evil is an exploitation film, but it's one of the rare ones that's even more concerned with mood and pathos than nudity or blood. <laughs> I guess I don't know why it's considered an exploitation film, but no. Same here. But it's uh it was a certainly an interesting ride. I'd like to see it better done. Yeah. Definitely could absolutely be better done. I, I would I would enjoy I would watch a better done version of this. Yeah, I think that could be really good. Like I said, a Christmas falling down would be excellent if done properly. Because you could you could dig into like fa- falling down is one of those any any average Joe or average Jane or whatever could could relate to many elements of falling down. And I think you just you focus on a lot of Christmas time bullshit in that same manner. And I think I think a lot of people would love that. <laughs> Absolutely. 
and just make somebody snap who's, you know, <laughs> I think that'd be a great film. But we'll add that to like the eight other movies where we're going to make someday. After the short film about how the guy got started with the <laughs> model railroad <laughs> business yes. or whatever, they asked, where he has to hide the whiskey bottles from his wife in the shitter. Yep. Right. <laughs> Should be a good one. All right. Uh, yeah, I guess. I I don't know. I I got nothing else. I said you were judging a you judge a comedy roast battle last night. I did just last night. Comedy roast battle. It uh, it went pretty well. We this is the second one our comedy group has done here. Um. Both have a lot of turnout. Uh, people seem to enjoy the roast battles. I got my ass kicked in the first one so bad that they asked me to be a judge in this one, but uh, still had a good time. Yeah, I saw some pictures from that, so I've, I thought I thought I recognized you in there. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Sam, Sam Bondis, one who no one likely has heard of, but uh, he's a good good younger comedian in the area it was like a bracketed bracketed uh almost like ncaa but with only only eight people in the tournament sure single elimination tournament yep all right well uh i did have i don't know if you saw my conversation i don't know if it was in our group chat or whether it was just with me or not but uh a conversation with masks by Anbury talking about maybe doing a, a giveaway to try and get more people to like our podcast and listen to it because we're having fun doing it, but you know we we wanna we wanna spread the wealth and get other people to enjoy what we enjoy. Yeah, I like that idea. So yeah, we're talking about doing a mask giveaway, so he might. He'll, he'll probably do a promotion on his group and and try to get more people over to our group as well. And uh, yeah, uh, also for this next year, I mean, it took me only six months to get set up for all of the Facebook group and everything. And uh, I will my New Year's resolution for this is to try to be. Uh, more active in promoting us as well. Yeah, I should do the same. I uh, <laughs> Terrible promotion. Comedy as well. I need to get better at uh, all aspects of promoting. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, well, yes. And, and, and like we normally record on Wednesdays, so I'll schedule the podcast for you know for saturday because we've been releasing on saturdays and i don't go back to it like i don't post saturday morning or anything like that so i'm getting i'm gonna i'm gonna try to be better about actually uh doing some more promotion when stuff releases as well maybe i'll figure out how to actually schedule posts and tweets and everything <laughs> like that when stuff releases so that way it uh it will trigger another post to let people know that it is available 
Yeah, yeah, we should. Uh, we can do a a, a co uh, New Year's resolution to to increase promotion because I had a guy at the roast last night. I had a guy at the roast last night. He said he saw me. It was uh, probably two weeks ago now. Um, perform locally at a different thing where I did fifteen minutes, and he's like, "Dude, you know, I saw you at the uh, the Go for Whole Bar, you know, comedy show. Like, you're awesome, man. I'm trying to tell my friends about you." It's like I looked for you on YouTube. I can't find anything, and I thought, "Holy shit! Someone wants to watch my videos on YouTube. I should have <laughs> YouTube videos." But, but like, I'm so, so inept at, at stuff like that. I just haven't done it. But that that really reminded me that that's pr- probably one of the most important aspects of this. And I do have all of these files from this last year, all of our video files. Since we do this on a video call, I can throw those on YouTube. Oh yeah, there you go. If 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 you if, if you want me to, I mean, I we can throw everything on YouTube. I don't care. No, I don't care. I should not wear a hoodie and broadcast from bed, maybe, but <laughs> whatever. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. I mean, I don't honestly. I don't know what the recording would look like if it would just be an actual split screen. Because with mine, like. You're on the bigger part, and I'm just a little piece in the in the side there. It's probably the same same way it looks on yours, but it would probably just be a split screen. Sure. So people, I mean, I have a fake background for mine, so it's not like I'm doing much better. I mean, I'm just not broadcasting from bed or wearing a hoodie because you can see my bald ass head. Yeah, and I could. I uh... know I like that idea. That would just force me to. I don't know put more effort into things which is good i got i got fans or i got one fan demanding (laughs) content and i want to i should get that so yeah i i I think that's a good new year's resolution for both of us this will be out actually as soon as we're pretty much done recording here i'm gonna upload this and get that out but uh the goal that I set for the, I, well, I guess it wasn't even really at the beginning, but it was probably about, uh, I don't know, in August or something like that. I think I wanted to get to 200 listens for the year. And, and uh, it's not showing up. Oh, I Can saw 190-something. You... Yep, we're at 199. <laughs> and I'm not going to listen to get us over the top, we'll, we'll do it organically. I have not listened, other than the quality test on the first episode before I uploaded it, I have not listened to a single episode either. Um, I did also actually get a compliment from one of my friends earlier about uh, the one of the Hellraiser jokes that I made. When he's talking about some people like twice-baked potatoes, some people like twice-dead prostitutes. So... <laughs> You got fan. We each have a fan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. it was somebody I know, though, that that did that, that, that said that to me, though, too. Sure. So. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, between being better at promoting, maybe I, I, I think we should uh, we should start a website. I think would also help out a lot, too. Sounds good to me. So I will, I mean, I, I can, I can look into to doing that too, because I have 
way too much time on my hands. <laughs> I do have a website, so I've done one. I have Pat a website. PatDeGeeseComedy.com? Uh, PatDeGeese.com, that's it. All right. PatDeGeese.com, which is, uh, it, it has things on it. It's got my tour dates and not much else. Show I mean, dates. I, I, I did... I did build uh, websites back in high school, but, you know, that was 25 years ago. Sure. <laughs> but uh, certainly can uh, work on build, building some more stuff and, and getting some stuff done. Maybe, I, I guess, yeah. I mean, honestly, I would lo- I would like to do that, start some, start a little bit of a, I guess uh, maybe a, a little bit of a weekly blog entry or something like that on the website as well. Besides just not even necessarily dealing with exactly what we cover here for the podcast, but just kind of maybe more in-depth stuff, get get actual uh, content up there. So, yeah, we'll get this uh, ball rolling to towards fame and fortune. One year warm up period. That's what we got. Now we gotta hit the bricks with this. Mm-hmm. But that we can cover in a non Christmas episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good call. I guess. Yeah. I, I, I guess. I think that. Think we're calling it a wraps on the, on the Christmas episodes here. So uh, this is. We didn't even introduce ourselves really, but. If you ca- if you're catching the Christmas episodes, you probably know that mm-hmm. I am Scott the Beauty. I am Pat DeGeest. We are Beauty and the Geest podcast where we watch movies, so you don't have to. We're signing off on episode two of the Twelve Days of Christmas, which this is just going to cover days seven through twelve. Ho ho ho! Merry Christmas, bye, folks. <laughs>